Welcome back to another struggle episode. Today, we are going to be talking about Exodus 23. Um, I want to apologize uh, beforehand if I just seem a little bit uh, tired <laughs> or if I seem like a little slow today. Um, apologize for being a little bit late, but hey, life happens, things happen, and I'm getting this... Um, the slide's up and ready right now. Uh, crap. Wow. This, let's move that right over there. Getting the getting the uh, the old studio all set up because the, the studio cats like to come in and move things. There we go. Yeah, so of course, we are streaming live on YouTube. We are streaming live on Facebook. I mean, not Facebook. Uh, Instagram, sorry. Yeah, because we t- we're still banned on... Uh, on uh on facebook but um we are looking into uh possibly yeah looking about uh possibly putting these episodes on rumble um i've been hearing a lot about locals so we may dibble and dabble in locals um we did have a what do you call it what do you call it a patreon but you know i haven't been active on there because you know it's a lot of stuff for for one man to process. But um yeah, so we we are looking to branch out and to do other things. We are looking at other means to stream um all at once. Uh we're probably going to be streaming on TikTok uh cuz TikTok is hot right now. Um get some more more uh savory goodness out there. So uh yeah, so we are we are going to be doing the struggle. The struggle episode today is on Exodus 23. Uh, we are. It is uh, titled "Law of the Laws of Justice and Mercy." So, as I as I say every episode, um, use whatever Bible you want to use. Me personally, I use a TLV version uh, for the study. Uh, the Messianic Family Jewish Bible. You don't have to use that version. That's the version that I like using for study. I also use the Hallelujah Scriptures for my own um, for my own reading. You know, when uh, whenever I read my Bible, you know, in the mornings or when I wake up and or whenever I, I make the time to read them, um, you know, I, I like those versions. I'm not a big fan of the King James Version. You got people out there that says that they love the King James Version. The King James Version is the most accurate. OK, but for the sake of argument, get whatever Bible that you can read, can read for one, and two, enjoy reading. Because if you don't enjoy reading it, you're not going to read. It. You're not going to invest your time. You're not going to. Um, you're not going to. Uh, you're not even going to put in the effort. So get. I don't care what Bible it is. Like I said, I got the 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 doy uh, the doy Farim version. I got a King James uh, version. I got NIV versions. I got you know. But I like the TLV and the Hallelujah Scriptures the most. Those are my favorite. You know, because I like the I like the Hebrew roots of things. So that's me. Doesn't have to be you. I'm not saying if you got a King James version and it's it's the old King uh, King James version or the or it's the new King James, whatever you use. You know, as long as you know you're not getting no no crazy mess. You know, in there added. You know, yeah. Sorry, I'm getting the alerts on my phone. I mean, on my watch. But yeah, you know, trust me, I have seen some Bibles out there like I don't know if this was actually true, but they got the 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 Kanye version and instead of instead of putting God, they put Kanye or whatever. Um, you know, even though I I'm not trying to make any enemies of the of the Jehovah's Witnesses or the or the Mormons and stuff like that, you know, but I've heard that they got funky things in their Bibles. Um, or you know, or their doctrine, I should say, because I, like I've heard weird things that we are actually angels and all types of other stuff. You know, yeah, I'm I'm not gonna go there. But as long as you're getting a a Bible that's you know that's a good you know, do your research. You know, uh, I did my research on the TLV and the Hallelujah Scriptures. That's how I landed there. Um, I want something that's more that is more rich in the Hebrew. That is more rich on the on the hebrew on the hebraic values um that's just me you know it's not to be jewish or anything like that um you know if you i I also have a a jewish standard uh bible which is just old testament so 
use whatever you want. And, you know, I'm not going to tell you that the that the version that you use is wrong as long as they're not telling you that you can become God himself and all types of other stuff. Because trust me, I've seen things and I've heard things about that. But let's go ahead and get into this episode. So let me go ahead and bring my screen down so that way I'm not breaking my neck. Uh, and let's get the Edmo sign off. All right. So chapter 23, law of justice and mercy. Do not spread false report. Do not join hands with the wicked by becoming a malicious witness. Do not follow a crowd to do evil, nor are you to testify in a case to follow a crowd and pervert justice. On the other hand, nor should you take sides with a poor man in his case. Oh, you know what? Ah, oh, crap. Can I, can I, you know, I cannot add an asterisk. You know what I'm going to start doing? I'm going to start putting like asterisks, you know, next to verses that I think are really important. So we're going to, of course, we're going to finish reading this. Um, and, and for those of you that like, you know, like me, I like extra biblical sources. Uh, you know, I use the Dennis Prager's Exodus, uh, God, Slavery and Freedom. I really love this book. But he operates off of the Jewish Standard uh, publication or the JPS. Yeah, the Jewish. Yeah, he he operates off the JPS. But I love his version because he breaks it down in, in a rational way, you know, where he's catering not only to his Jew- Jewish audience, he's catering to his Christian audience, and he's catering to an audience that's neither. So I'm going to hit, um, I'm going to hit, I'm going to circle back and I'm going to hit verse 23, 1 through 3 again uh, later on. If you find your enemy, uh, if you find your enemy's ox or his donkey going astray, you must surely bring it back to him again. If you see the donkey, if you see the donkey of one that hates you lying down under its burden, do not leave it. Rather, you are to release it with him. You are not to pervert justice to the poor in his dispute. Stay far away from a false charge. Do not kill the innocent and the righteous, for I will not justify the guilty. Take no bribe, for a bribe blinds those who have sight and perverts the words of the righteous. Uh, Do not oppress the outsider, for you know the heart of an outsider, since you were an outsider in the land of Egypt. That one is very controversial. Trust me, I've heard... I've heard people try to use that that whole, that verse right there when we're talking about um, citizenship and illegal aliens and stuff like that. Trust me, I'm going to circle back. I'm going to hit all of these. All right, verse ten. For six years you are to sow your land and gather and gather the increase, but during the seventh year you are to let it rest and live and lay follow, uh, so that the poor among you may eat whatever the whatever. They leave behind the animals of the field may eat. You are not you are to deal with your vineyard and your olive groves in the same way. You are to do your work for six days, but on the Sabbath on on the seventh day you will rest, so that your ox and your donkey may have rest, and also the son, the son of your handmaiden, and the outsider may be refreshed. With all the things that I have said to you, take heed. Make no mention of the names of other gods and do not let them be heard in your mouth. All right. So now we're getting to another uh, subsection, three harvest festivals. And this one is one that I am working on. I'm trying to work on implementing in my life this year. That is one of my goals. I want to start observing the feast. Uh, the, The missus and I, we've had very tumultuous um uh discussions about that um I'll, I'll get into that at a later date um or at a later time so and and i read three times in the year you are to celebrate a festival for me these these are these are festivals for god the, these are not for you these are for him you are to observe the feats of matzah for seven days you will eat matzah as I command you, as I, as I, as I commanded you. At the time of the appointed, at the time, I don't understand why I can't read right now. At the time appointed in the month of Aviv, and let me see, let me find, 
the month of DV. You know that there's a website. I I love this group very much. It's called Michael. Well, the the creator is is called his name is Michael Rude, and he has an organization uh, called uh, Rude TV. You can find him on YouTube. Um, he is he he's what really got me interested in this whole uh, Hebrew messianic um movement because to me it just makes sense it makes sense because a lot of things in the in in church to me don't make sense at all you know we're celebrating holidays that are not written about um in the bible christmas is not written about uh even though the bible observes like national holidays or festivals and stuff like that trust me i've gotten into arguments about people well uh, if you're pushing the Bible so hard, then you can't celebrate Fourth of July. You can't celebrate President's Day. You can't celebrate Veterans Day. You can't celebrate Memorial Day. Yes, I can. Now, the what I cannot do, if I'm being Torah observant, and and yes, Torah applies to Christians as well. If you are, if because here, here's what I'm here's what I'm seeing, and I'm going to probably revisit this. Uh, I'm just going to say it right now because I'm verbal processing. Here's what I'm saying. A lot of Christians don't study the Old Testament at all. A lot of Jews don't study the New Testament at all. And where the loss in translation is, when you when you think about the disciples and when you think about the Messiah, when you think about Yeshua or Jesus Christ, however you want to call him, even though I prefer to use his Hebrew name as Yehoshua or Yeshua, all that he taught was from the Old Testament. Nothing that he taught was from New Testament. And people will try to say, oh, well, he fulfilled the laws and all this other stuff. No, he hasn't. He only fulfilled half of it because he came to be the servant. He hasn't come back yet as the king. So everything is not fulfilled yet. And one thing that a lot of Christians, they may read the Old Testament, but they don't study the Old Testament. They try to say, oh, well, that's the... That's uh that all those things were done away with, you know. Uh, the, we got to keep uh, the Jews got to keep those laws. We don't. Yes and no. There are some laws that are for certain people within the uh within Israel. That includes Christians. That includes you know the Gentiles and stuff like that. And when I say Gentiles, I'm talking about Christians and non-believers and stuff like that. You know uh, because the Bible talks about of. Uh, the I don't want to say Christian movement, but the Messiah movement, the Messianic movement as being an offshoot. You know, you are an offshoot, but you are still attached to the old tree. You're still attached to the old branch. You know, just because you are you are becoming a branch in yourself, you know, you're still connected to the old. You know, um, and that's one thing that bothers me about Christians. So one thing that bothers me about Jews is Jews will study the Torah over and over and over again, but where they mess up, the same Christians and Jews do the same thing. Jews will sit here and they get caught up in Pharisee law. Christians also get caught up in Pharisee law, but it's not necessarily Pharisee law, but it's the same principle. You got Christians out here adding to and taking away from the Bible, which the Word of God says not to do. And now you have these pastors and preachers and for generations teaching false doctrine just like the Pharisees. Jesus talks about this. Yeshua challenges the Pharisees because, oh, you can't even pick up your bed and walk on a Sabbath day. Get the get the hell out of here. So let me go ahead and, before I get sidetracked, month of the Aviv. The month of Aviv. All right. So the month of Aviv, let me see. Uh, I believe it's in springtime. Let me see. Uh, let me see. I think I'm asking it wrong. When is the month of Aviv? All right. So the month. So technically we're starting. Aviv is right around the corner. Aviv is March 17th. That's when we stop. That's when we start because um, because we just had Purim and now we're about to start Aviv. 
and yes, yeah, so a lot of our our calendars have gotten mixed up and all this stuff. I'll probably do separate section of that. But if you guys want a real in depth like lessons, go visit Michael Rude over on YouTube. Visit his website. He has a lot of in depth information that it is well put together. That I'm too slow to to do that. So anyway. So where did I, all right, three times in a year you celebrate the festival to me, I mean for me. You are to observe the feast of, the feast of matzah. For seven days you, eat, you will eat matzah as I commanded you. Uh, at the time appointed in the month of the, in the month, in the month of Eve, for that is when you came out of, when you came out from Egypt. No one is to appear before me empty handed. Also, you are to observe the Feast of Harvest, the first fruits uh, of your labors that you sow in the field, as well as the Feast of Ingathering at the end of the year, when you gather your crop from the fields. Three times in the year, all your men are to appear before Adonai Elohim. Okay, whatever, that little beeping thing all right so do not offer the blood of my sacrifice with hametz and i think what is hametz sorry yes i if you guys did not catch that i've been i've been working on my hebrew so yes i had the little little hametz i'm pretty sure somebody who's who's uh who's who speaks hebrew is probably going to get at me like you're putting too much in it it's not a I don't mean to be ignorant, but, you know, trust me, I'm very excited. All right, so Hametz is leaven. So the Feast of unleavened, uh, the feast of Leavened Bread or whatever. All right, so where did I say? Uh, do not offer the blood of my sacrifice with leaven or with Hametz, nor is the fat of my feast to remain out all night until morning. Bring the choicest first fruits of your land into the house of Adonai, your God. Do not boil a kid in its mother's milk. And by kid, they're talking about a lamb, you know, because milk is supposed to be it's, you know, milk is supposed to be what sustains it. So it's kind of like it's kind of like an abortion. You know, you're 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 torturing the kid. You're torturing the lamb in something that's supposed to give it life and sustenance. All right. Behold, I am sending an angel before you to guard you on the way and to bring you into the place that I have prepared. Watch for him, watch for him and listen to his voice. Again, I don't understand why Jews do not understand this. That it's like, oh, watch for him, okay, and listen to his voice. You know, it's clearly and maybe because, you know, I've had the cheat code to where I'm knowledgeable of the New Testament, you know, but they're talking about the Messiah, you know, watch for him and listen to his voice. Do not rebel against him because he will not pardon your transgressions. For my name, Yahovah, is in him, Yeshua. Again, this is why I say Yeshua and not Jesus. Because when you say Jesus, it's like, oh, okay. And it's easier for things to be looked over. Jesus was not his name. Yes, and you got some people in the Hebrew movement. You got some people in the Messianic movement. You got some people in the Torah observant. You know, all these different factors, you know, try to say, oh, well, if you say Jesus, it doesn't matter. Okay, yeah, true. But you're going to miss out on the beauties of it. You're going to miss out on some of the glory. Trust me, the first thing that I did when I started getting hip to this is, which pushed me to understand or to use Yeshua as his name is because Yah, Yeshua, his name actually has meaning. Because it's, Yeshua means, uh, what is it? God will be uh, his salvation. Let me see. Uh, I think, what is it? John? Oh, let me see. Find it. Again, sorry about this. I'm getting all discombobulated. John. First John, I think that's what it is. No, I think it's Matthew. What is the first book of the New Testament? Let me see. Sorry. Uh, this is what happens when I leave all my study Bibles downstairs and I don't keep them 
at hand's reach. All right, so New Testament. Try this Bible. I don't understand why that thing is beeping in the background. It's driving me nuts. All right. Let's see. New Testament. Old Testament. New, it's Matthew. All right. So that's what it was. Matthew. All right. So... Father Yeshua, yada, 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 book of Matthew. Let's go ahead and click that. All right. Miraculous birth of Miriam child, yada, yada. She'll give birth to a son. Fulfill. Okay. They shall call him Emmanuel. Uh, I think I went too far. All right. Crap, where is it? All right, Jacob, father, Joseph, husband, Miriam, whom bore Yeshua. So all the generations of Abraham, yada, yada, yada. Uh, now the birth of Yeshua happened in this way when his mother Miriam engaged to Joseph. All right, her husband being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her. Uh, okay, a period from saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. Take Miriam as your wife for the child she, she uh, for the child Conceived in her is from the rule Hakodesh. Uh, she shall she will give birth to a son, and you okay. So here it is. Uh, verses. All right. So miraculous birth of Yeshua. Again, this is the TLV version. The King James version may be different. Let me go ahead and just. Uh, so now the birth of Yeshua, the Messiah, happened in happened this way. When his mother Miriam was engaged to Joseph, but before they be, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the rule Hakodesh, the Spirit of God. Um, and Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man, not wanting to disgrace her publicly, came up, uh, made up in his mind to dismiss her secretly. But well, while he considered these things, behold, the the angel of Adonai appeared to him. In a dream saying, Joseph, or Yosef ben David, or son of David, do not be afraid to take Miriam as your wife, for the child conceived in her is the Ruach HaKodesh. Uh, she will give birth to a son, and you shall call his name Yeshua, for he will save his people from their sins. That's what Yeshua means. Not Jesus, Yeshua. All right, so now, uh, then they also get down to, um, now, all this took place and fulfilled that what was spoken by Adonai through the prophet saying, behold, the virgin shall conceive and give birth to a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up from his sleep, uh, he did as the angel of Adonai commanded him and took Miriam as his wife, but he did not know her intimately until she she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Yeshua. So, let me see. All right, let me see if I can find, because I like doing differences. So, where is this Old Testament? All right understand why he's giving me the Old Testament. I want the New Testament pages. It's probably all split up. Uh, okay, they got this. I haven't read this book in so long. All right. So, Matthew. All right. So, that was what? So, Matthew 18. So, here... Uh, all right, so this one reads a little bit differently, and this is my Doi Remus version. The generations of Christ was uh, was in the wise when, when as his mother Mary was disposed to espouse to Joseph before the child came together, she found she was found with child 
of the Holy Ghost. Whereupon Joseph, her husband, being just a man and not willing publicly to expose her, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought of while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in his sleep, saying, Joseph, son of David, fear not, take unto thee, Mary, thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is the Holy Ghost, and she will bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. You know, and so I forgot, there's another version that kind of, I think, what is it, my Messianic, my, the Holy Scriptures. It reads a little bit different. So, yeah. So, Yah in, uh, or Yehoshua actually means, you know, um, uh, he, he, when they say he, who are they talking about? The Yah or the Yeh is God. God will save his people from his sin, from their sins. Because anytime you see the capital H-E or anytime you see he, his in capital, they're talking about God and they're talking about Yeshua. See, and they're not saying, oh, Jesus will save his people. Because if that's the case, then who is Jesus' people? If you're thinking about it in a literal sense, it's the Jews, you know, because Jesus was a Jew. But that's why, you know, like I, I like once I started learning the Hebrew version, it just made more sense to me. Because saying Jesus doesn't make sense. Saying Yeshua, and then you understand the, and you start to understand Hebrew, they, it, it, it like, it opens up more doors to you. So, in this, behold, I am sending an angel before you. Do not rebel, uh, yeah, I'm jumping down, sorry. Do not rebel against him, because he will not pardon your transgressions. For my name, Yah, Yahovah, and Yahoshua, you know, my name is in him. But if you listen closely to his voice and do everything I say, I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. For my angel will go before you. And here, remember, angel is Greek. Angel in the Hebrew sense means messenger. For my messenger will go before you and bring you to the Amorites, the Hittites, the Pezzarites, the Canaanites, the Hivites, the Jebusites, and I will cut them off. You are not to bow down to their gods or serve them or do what they do. Rather, you are to utterly overthrow them and break their pillars in pieces. You are to serve Adonai, your God, and he will bless your food and your water. Moreover, I will take sickness away from your midst. None will miscarry nor be barren in your land. And I will fill up the numbers of your days. So an interesting thing here. The reason why you have Joshua in the Old Testament in like versions like this, the King James Version, is because the names were exactly the same. Yehoshua, Yeshua. Who was Yeshua before the Messiah? That was um, Moses's, uh, like his 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 main man. That's the dude that Moses was propping up to lead the people into the Promised Land. Again, pl- play on words. God likes to do, or Elohim Yahovah, He likes to do play on words. He likes to he likes to be so dummy proof like he will repeat things over and over and over again and put things inside of words to where it is like when you like you may miss it the first time. But then when you see it again, it's like duh, like it makes sense now, because if you're just reading it just to read, it, it doesn't make sense. And I've said that just reading the Bible doesn't make sense. You know, to some people who don't study, it says it doesn't make sense. So, um. <laughs> and and who did Moses send uh, in his stead when he passed? He sent Joshua or Yehoshua, because even in some um, in some Messianic Bibles, they'll name Joshua Yehoshua and they'll name Jesus Yeshua. They're both the same names, but the only difference is Yeshua is more Aramaic than Yehoshua, which is more Hebrew. But they both loosely translate the same. That's like saying Joshua and Josh. Same name, just shortened. All right, so let's move on. I will send my terror 
before you and throw all the people to whom I come into panic, who to whom you will come into panic and make all your enemies turn their back to you. I will send the hornets before you, which I will drive out the Hivites, the Canaanites and the Hittites before you. I will not drive them out before you in a single year. Otherwise, the land would become desolate and the people, I mean, and the animals of the field will multiply against you. But little by little, I will drive them out before you until you are fruitful. Then you will possess the land. See, and and God's also giving you another another nugget right here. And this is one thing that I that I think people have a hard time comprehending. They think just because you go to church, you pay your tithes and offerings, you do all this work and all this other stuff, and you pray and all this other stuff, things are just supposed to happen like that. Things are supposed to just happen magically. No. Yahuwah says, um, I will not drive them out from before you in a single year. And if you jump down to 30, but little by little will I drive them out before you until you are fruitful. Then you will possess the land. So just because you want something, just because you think that you're ready for something, you may not be fruitful yet for it. You got to get yourself while God's working. You got to get yourself ready. And that's one thing that I had to learn. You know, I'm thinking, okay, if I just, if I study this Bible, I crack this thing open, I read it every day and all this other stuff and I change my ways, you know, uh, it's just going to happen. It's going to happen immediately. No, I still got a lot of work to do. Trust me. I know I do. Uh, My mentor tells me all the time, hey, you still got work to do. God tells me, hey, you still got work to do. There's still things that I struggle with. There's still things that I'm not fruitful in yet. So, and that's just me being honest with myself. And with you, because I I know that there's some things that I may feel that I want right now, that I need right now. But God's just like, nope, dude, you are not fruitful yet. You ain't ready. Because even if I give it to you, you're not going to do anything with it. like Or you can't do anything with it. You haven't prepped yet. You haven't put your reps in, bro. You ain't strong enough yet to handle that 405. You been, So back it off. You know, you let, let, let's start from the basics. Let's get your reps in. Let's get your control in. Sorry, that was a gym reference. All right, I will set your borders from the Sea of Reeds to the Sea of the Philistines and from the wilderness to the Euphrates River, for I will deliver the inhabitants of the land into your hand and you are to drive them out before you. So God is saying, hey, I'm the, you got to do something too. It ain't going to be on me. Trust me, I'm giving you a hall pass. You are to drive them out before you. Make no covenant with them or with their gods. Again, God is talking about, he, he keeps saying, do not make deals with their gods. Don't pray to their gods. Don't adopt their ways. Trust me, because me and the missus got into an argument about this. They must not dwell in your land and cause you to sin against me. For if you worship their gods, they will be a snare to you. So... First things first, I'm the realist. <laughs> All right, so let me backtrack since it's still fresh in our minds, and I'm and I'm talking about it. Let me see. Uh, let's see what Dennis has to say because I'm I'm going to be all a little bit all over the place because I'm a tad bit dyslexic, and my wife thinks I have ADHD. <laughs> Trust me, she really does. All right, so let's go to the back. I'm using Dennis Prager's book. All right. Uh, see what did i highlight okay Mm. all right that buzzing is really getting on my nerves (sighs) okay whatever um you know let me let me just go with my ideas first so the missus and I, we we we've kind of had a very hard conversation about about like Christmas and stuff like that. Since I've been getting on this journey, I've been feeling the things that I used to do are are no longer fulfilling. You know, um, I I I struggle with eating pork sometimes. You know, 
do while I still eat it from time to time, I try to wean myself off of it. Um, you know, it, it's it, it's like now it's like it's no longer fulfilling. Like it doesn't do anything for me. And trust me, I used to love bacon. But then we're getting into Christmas. You know, and if you guys really do your study on like holidays like Christmas, Easter, Valentine's Day, stuff like that, you know, and you you hear the stories, you know, they will horror you. They will horrify you. And my wife's biggest holiday that she loves is Christmas. Since, you know, I, I've been trying to give my life over, well, not trying, but since I've been actively giving my life over to Yahovah and his ways and trying to uh, observe the Torah, you know, um, be an obedient son and all this other stuff. Trust me, it's not easy. It's been a struggle. And it, 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 it sometimes it like, it makes me like, it puts me in corners where sometimes I'm like, I don't think I can handle this right now. And sometimes I do backslide, but then it's like, I get that much motivation to, to move forward. So let me see. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? All right. So it says right here, you are not to bow down to their gods or serve them or do. Here's the most important or do what they do. Rather, you are to utterly overthrow them, break their pillars um, in pieces. You are to serve Adonai, your God, and he will bless your food and your water. Moreover, I will take away sickness and all this other stuff, and there will not be a miscarriage. And then we get over to, all right, um, make no covenant, uh, make no covenant with them or with their gods. They will not dwell in the land and cause you, uh, they will not, they must not dwell in your land and cause you to sin against me. For if you worship their gods, they will ensnare you. And that is something that I felt like that, that's, I feel like that's where a lot of Christians are. You know, if you go to any church and you start seeing Christmas trees and you start seeing Easter bunnies and Easter eggs and all this other stuff, trust me, they're not, none of that stuff is in the Bible. It's really not. Or it's not it, like you can find it in the Bible, but it's nothing good. You know, um, the Easter is all, and the interesting thing, and this is what I just came to a revelation of, Easter, Valentine's Day, and Christmas, they're all connected. You know, if you think about it, Easter is when? April, I think, April, May, April, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. Nine months. So you got nine months. Babe, it takes nine months for a baby to form. So the thing about Easter, Easter started out as uh, as Astarte. She was a Babylonian goddess, you know, the whore Babylon and all this other stuff. Apparently, one of the legends was she... She's connected to Nimrod and all these other places. You know, a lot of people are, are are studying this and talking about this, how she married her, you know, she married Nimrod and had a son and yada, 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 and came and she died and she comes back and then she births, all this other stuff. And you see the Nimrod and uh, and Easter effigies everywhere, you know, uh, especially in Catholic churches. And what... And the celebration of Easter or the the spring equinox, uh, historically in Babylon and in Greece and Rome, but mainly in the Middle East, they would have a sex orgy. They would have a sex orgy and what they would do is um, by the time that, you know, the orgies would happen, they would, um, they, you know, come Easter time or Christmas time, they would give birth. And then they would slaughter their children. And then they would dip these eggs in the blood of their children. Or they would offer their children up to Molech. They would burn their children alive, you know, for harvest and all this other stuff. You know, so that's why God is, he keeps saying, like, don't do what they do. Don't adopt their ways. Don't adopt their celebrations, you know. And even Christmas trees, you know, Christmas trees, you know, they, 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 it's a hot debate that I believe in Jeremiah, they talk about Christmas trees and how the the Christmas trees actually refer back to 
um, Exodus 23 when they're talking about their pillars because they're talking about oh in Jeremiah you know hey these these are idols they can't stand on their own they're decorated with silver and gold and all this other stuff in Norse mythology what they would do is they would kill people and for Odin's birthday they would kill people and hang their bodies from trees which is where you get gingerbread men from and you hang in gingerbread men or hanging ornaments up that's what you know all this stuff was crazy so lately one of the biggest things that I have been struggling with is breaking away from those ties and trying to get my wife to break away from those ties. You know, I'm not saying that we're doing it overnight, and that's probably one of the mistakes that I try to do. I try to just cut it off cold turkey. Even God says, look, I can't, I'm not going to do it in a single year. You know, you got to do it. You got to be fruitful, you know, to do it. It's not going to happen overnight. And that's one of these things that I'm realizing as a husband that, I'm trying to be my my role is to be the priest, the king and the judge of my household. You know, I, I you know, I got to speak or I got to do godly things. I got to have the discernment to know for what is in the law, what is out, what is not in the law. And I got to have the authority enough to implement those those uh, those those um, laws and move forward in a in a righteous way. So, and that, and that's one of the things that I've been struggling with over the last couple of months. Um, you know, it, you know, my wife loves Christmas, you know, she, and for the most part, I like making my wife happy. I like giving her gifts. I like buying her stuff. Giving gifts is not sinful, but I believe it's the ritualistic aspects of Christmas, uh, Valentine's day and, and Easter, which is the sinful part. But the one thing that Christians don't do is we don't keep you know, they don't keep, well, the reason why I say we, because I grew up in a Christian community, I grew up in a Christian household, I never knew anything about the, about the, um, about the, the feast. Every, every time I learned about it, they were like, oh, that's for the Jews. Christians, we don't have to do that. Well, no, it, it's for us as well. It doesn't say it's for the Jews. It's for us as well. Hell, uh, Yeshua was celebrating the Passover, you know, so why can't if Yeshua is celebrating the Passover and celebrating Hanukkah and all this other stuff, even though Hanukkah isn't part of these these feasts, but if if Yeshua is doing that, why can't you? If you're trying to be Christ-like or Messiah-like, you know, you're trying to be like the Messiah and walk in his walk, why are you why are you not walking in his footsteps? You're you're doing everything else, but you're like, okay, well, as long as I read the Bible, I, I tithe an offer, and I do this and I do that. You know, I I don't I don't curse. I I I have sex in missionary positions, and 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 I don't smoke. I don't drink. But you're not doing anything. You you are you are living a religion that is not even in the Bible. You know, you are you are creating your own religion. You're not doing anything that Messiah didn't did you know and and that's the part that bothers me about a lot of christians that's the part that bothers me a lot of overly religious people who that's why i say i'm not a religious person i am an observant person i am a lawful person i adhere to the bible that's where that's that's what i'm doing I won't say, oh yeah, I'm a, do you go to church? No, I don't go to church. I do not go to church because trust me, churches are one of the leading problems. You go into a church during Christmas time, you're going to see Christmas trees. Hell, you're going to see idols popped up all over the place. You know, they talk about in, in, in uh, the Ten Commandments, don't make any, don't make anything uh, like any representation of the, of what's in the heavens above or the earth below. You know, you're, People make, they got these stained glass angels and all this stuff. I mean, yeah, it's beautiful, but, you know, people get caught up on, on, on Yeshua's ethnicity. You know, they, they, they making, uh, idols out of Yeshua, you know, having him up on the cross looking like this and stuff like that. And, and it's like, no, you're not even supposed to have that, you know, and, and all of this stuff is reminiscent of pagan worship. Pagans used to make statues and idols and carvings and all this other stuff to their gods, to their idols. And here Christians are doing the same thing, you know, and that's the part that baffles my mind. And that's the part where it's like, and most Christians don't read. 
they do not read the Bible. They they go off of what they what they experience in church and from other fallen people. So and here I'm going to go back to the beginning where it says, do not spread a false report. Do not join hands with the wicked by becoming a malicious witness. In the last, like, we have been seeing that nonstop. People have been joining, have been spreading false reports, not only about the church, but about other people. You know, oh, case, perfect one. Kyle Rittenhouse, they try to say that this kid was a, was a, was a KKK member. And he was racist and all this other stuff with no fault, with no proof to support it. You know, they, they turn um, George Floyd into an idol with no, with like, with nothing to support it. The dude was a drug addict porn star or oh, he made one porn, but you know, people are making false witness, false reports. People are joining hands with the wicked to become a malicious witness. BLM, that's a malicious witness. But yet, oh, everyone wants to get on conservatives and all this other stuff for the January 6th. Are there people that were malicious witnesses during that time? Yes, but not everybody. You know, do not follow the crowd to do evil. BLM, a lot of those people that were storming the Capitol, the Antifa and the BLM members that were in there, trust me. Yes, they those were the ones that were doing that. The FBI who started it. Come on now. You know, nor are you to testify in a case to follow a crowd and to and pervert justice. We got people perverting justice all the time. I don't care if it's white, black. You got people perverting justice. You got people out here like uh, what is it? The dude that the dude that uh, they got shot seven times in the back. You had the now vice president bailing him out of prison or bail like bailing him out. One, that's not even her state. You know, she bailed him out of her own or her whatever fund, bailed him out of prison. She perverted justice because this man, one, raped a woman, had a restraining order against him and was fighting police with a knife. On on the other hand, nor should you take sides with a poor man in his case. We got all these, these communists, socialists. People out here talking about, oh, uh, we need to take from the rich and give to the poor. If you don't shut your fake ass Robin Hood ass up. Sorry, I know I should not be cursing on this episode because we're talking biblically. But yes, you got people out here willing to tax the rich. You got Bernie Sanders out here talking about taxing the rich damn near 90 percent to give to the poor. How about this? If you're poor, work on your skills, work on your skill set. Do something to get yourself out of poverty. You know, like, it's not the rich man's obligation. I'm not going to say it's it's not his obligation to get you out of poverty. But the fact that we have these organizations now trying to tax people. That's a studio mutt. Trying to tax people into oblivion. Trying to inflate the market. Trying, printing money. Doing all this stuff to kind of... In, to help the poor man no you're not helping him you're hurting him you got these people out here fighting for 15 but not realizing what the fight for 15 does hell if you want to fight for 15 get a better job get yourself out of where you are why is it that you have these politicians and you have these people and you have these organizations out here making making arguments for for people to uh, to raise the minimum wage. It's called the minimum wage. You have minimum wage for minimum skill and for minimum experience. Get more skill, get more experience, move up or move out. It's ridiculous. You know, jeez, oh these studio mutts. Uh, if you find your enemy's ox and his donkey going to... Uh, these... These animals, I swear. <sighs> you know, you have these people out here, when they find something that belongs to their enemy, they're going to exploit it. They're going to take it. The people don't have honor anymore. If you see a donkey on on uh, of the one that hates you lying down under its burden, do not leave it. Rather, you are to release it with him. With the owner. You are not to pervert justice to the poor in his dispute. We cannot sit here and make laws in favor for poor people, but 
you know, or we let poor people go in and and for the same crimes that we're trying to hold people accountable, like holding people with fun with money. To me, it's crazy that when I sit here, they put Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, they put him on bail up for like a million dollars. But yet you got somebody that's a repeat offender, you know, case in point. Oh, perfect one. I just saw a story. Uh, shout out to uh to Plink to Pink Blue uh to Pink Book Lessons. She did a story recently on these two sisters that uh, that attempted to murder somebody over a cheeseburger. And then she showed their their mugshots with their bail. Their bail was set for $100,000. They beat a man and they shot him in the face. Luckily he didn't die, but they set their bail to $100,000, but Kyle Rittenhouse got over a million dollars. And they tried to say he was a flight risk. Are you kidding me? We don't have... Now, there's one argument I will say is it didn't happen in the same place. Didn't happen in the same state. Different states may have different standards. But even in the same state, oh, because you're, ri- because you're rich, you might be a flight risk. Okay? So you're going to set my bail. Like, let's just say... Case of case of argument. Let's just say I, I commit a crime. They set my bail for over a million dollars. But you got someone who who's a repeat offender who doesn't have as much as me, and they're going to set his bail for way less. But he's the repeat offender. Well, let's just say I didn't even commit a crime. I'm being accused of a crime. But because they say, "Oh, I'm a flight risk," because I have certain um, I have certain uh, outlets or certain ways of moving and making money and stuff like that. They want to raise my raise my bail, but yet they want to set their bail for like five thousand dollars. Hell, the kid that shot the, shot four people in Texas, he he never went to prison. He got out. He's he's still out right now, awaiting his court case. But yet, Kyle Rittenhouse spent three months in prison. You got people for the for the January sixth just for being there. People that were there at January sixth. Stormed the Capitol, you know, broke windows. They stole Nancy Pelosi's podium. You got them in prison since then. You got people that are still waiting at court hearing. But yet during the summer of peace, when you got all these black communities, uh, you know, black businesses and all this other stuff up in flames. D.C. was up in flames. My brother's fearing for his life because people throwing rocks and, and acid piss bottles and stuff. They get caught. And well, what do they do? slap on the wrist but yet you storm the capital oh guess what um eat like you're in prison for a year what oh just just for the fact that you were there they caught you on camera you probably didn't even do anything wrong but just because you were there you're getting arrested but yet during the summer of peace when the uh, when blm and antifa was setting uh capital buildings on fire courthouses on fire police precincts on fire what do they do oh you got your vice president out here. You got these other people. You got senators and representatives talking about, oh, we're going to bail them out. So, again, we're seeing right now Chapter 23 living in full effect. You got people out here perverting justice for the poor. And in dispute, uh, you got people, oh, stay far away from false charges. Do not kill the innocent and the righteous for I will not justify the guilty. You got people out here trying to kill innocent people, innocent children in the case of Planned Parenthood. You got people out here killing people, innocent, killing the innocent all because you don't like their ideologies. You don't like their political views. You don't like what the hell they said on Twitter and Instagram. You, you're trying to ruin someone's life, i.e. you're trying to financially kill them because you don't because they said something you didn't like. Take no bribes. Politicians take bribes all the time. And then they claim to be uh, claim to be Christian or claim to be Catholic and all this other stuff. For bribes, blind those who have sight and pervert the words and pervert the words of righteousness. It's pretty much a lot of our politicians. So how can we sit here and take these politicians seriously? How can we hold them in righteous positions? I.e. the president of the United States, vice president of the United States, uh, senator representatives uh, uh supreme court justice uh, or uh, a court justice or federal court justice how can we sit here and hold these people you know in these righteous positions if they're out here taking bribes they're out here working with facebook you got facebook and youtube openly 
talking about, oh, we need to make laws or they're um, they're adding they're using subsidiary companies to give money. But yet someone like Dinesh D'Souza, all because he got seventy five thousand dollars over the limit or he got money over the, the campaign limit, he got sent to jail. So we're seeing these things all the time. Oh, but but the one thing that they want to cling to, do not oppress the outsider for you for you know the heart of the outsider since you were an outsider in the land of Egypt. You got people out here sitting here saying that, but at the same time, the outsider still had to observe the laws. The outsider could not work on a Sabbath. The outsider could not be put to work on a Sabbath. So don't pervert the word of God all because it suits your fancy, all because it tickles your proclivities. But, you know, let's go ahead. Let's get, let's get on up out of here. I've been I've been talking to y'all enough. But, yeah, I'm telling y'all, read y'all Bible, man, because you got these churches out here. You got Bishop T.D. Jakes and all these other. You got Joel Olstein, you know, hiding money in the walls and stuff. You got all these these pastors out here, these million dollar pastors who don't give a damn about anybody. You know, they're out here collecting their money and then they say that they're doing it for the Lord, all you know, all because they got a mega church and they they write books that help people. You know, you got all these pastors out here that are popular. If you're a popular pastor, you got something's wrong with you. You know, because obviously because if you're really preaching the word, if you're really reciting the Bible like you're supposed to, you are going to piss people off. Especially right now, me sitting here saying like, no, just because you're poor doesn't mean you get extra, extra benefits. No, work harder, like do something, get your skills up, get your skill set up. No, I'm not just going to sit here and vote on and artificially increasing your wages all because you made poor life decisions. Oh, oh, you're, you're a single parent of three and you can't live on off a of Wendy's wage then maybe you need to focus. You need to work on something to get you up out of Wendy's. You can go into IT, go into medicine, go into military, go into law enforcement, find something to get a skill to get you up out of there. And even then, the Bible says work six days a week. Most of you jokers ain't doing that. Y'all want to do, most of y'all don't even want to work a full eight hours a day. You know, screw it. You know, me, I work like, how many hours I work? I work. Most days I work 16 hours, 16 hours a day. And guess what I do on my Sabbath day? I love my woman. I watch TV and I relax. That's it. You jokers don't want to do that, but I'm just crazy. So either way, I appreciate you guys for coming out. Um, I appreciate you guys for, for watching this. Uh, Make sure you guys watch the show, share the show. Um, you, You guys can find us on Spotify, Apple, iTunes. We're on YouTube. Trust me, we're going to, I'm probably going to get on, up on TikTok. We're trying to get on other platforms, you know, because I just got a gut feeling like if I keep going the route that I'm going and pissing off the people that I want, that I'm pissing off, uh, yeah, I'm probably going to end up like up like everyone else and not even before I even get started, I'm probably going to get stopped. So, but please share the content, you know, I, that, I, that will really, uh, ben- not, not benefit me, but benefit the, uh, the, the Edmo show family. The, you know, cause trust me, I get, it's not just me here, you know, even though you guys see me, but trust me, it's the missus, it's the Vede, it's fat Jesus. You know, we're trying to turn this thing into a corporation to where we can help other people. We can help other content creators. We can help writers, artists, you know, designers and all this stuff. That's our plan. That's our goal. And also, since we're talking on the struggle episode, my goal for the struggle is to turn this into a ministry. I, you know, I was just thinking about it today where it's just pulling on my heartstrings, I want to turn this into a ministry to where we can actually help people to where, you know, we could probably grow this and, and get, you know, an actual facility to where we can actually help people to where your tithing offerings will actually they're not coming to me. They're going back to you. They're going to the ministry and they're going back to you. That's my goal for the struggle. I want to get Bibles out to people who can't afford them or can't find them or who, who struggle on finding what Bible to use. That's my goal. My goal is not to get rich off of the struggle that mm-mm. my my goal is to is to be God's uh, son and do what he tells me to do and what he directs me to do. That's my goal. You know, if I can get some other people to join me on this journey, have at it. You know, I, you know, <laughs> Zoe, Zoe is helping me out a lot, but there's only but so much he can do. 
you know, I, I'm I'm really hoping and praying that you guys really find it in your heart to help us help grow this thing. So, but until then, I will see you guys later. Peace out. Thank you.